You're okay, Jerry. Yeah, this weather, yeah. <laughs> Fourth, you couldn't have me all at current power rankings at number four. You have to have them. Definitely have them at number one. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Gareth Roberts is with us to talk about the situation at Liverpool at the moment. Um, Gareth, it's not getting any better fast, is it? It's not. No, um, it's it's an absolutely grim season. There's no there's no way of painting it any differently. Really, fourteen defeats now in all competitions. Obviously, on a run currently of uh, four games without a win. Um, you sort of have to take a draw, I think, away at Chelsea, which is, I think, what we saw Jürgen Klopp do after the game, sort of, you know, trying to look for positives, trying to say that's a small step in the right direction. But I think even the most rabid Reds would would watch that last night and say, well, Liverpool got away with one a little bit. Obviously, the two goals choked off. uh, But, you know, Chelsea have much the better chances in the game. Um, obviously there are a lot of changes to the team last night and that's going to affect the performance but you know it's on the back of a terrible performance at Manchester City and a terrible season full stop and I think the biggest thing for me lads is that you know we're all looking for a turnaround here in Liverpool you know certainly Reds obviously um, I've just been having a look at the results before I come on air and all season long the best run Liverpool have been on in all competitions is three wins in a row um, and that came back in October. So that was Rangers uh, when we won 7-1 away at Rangers, beat Man City 1-0 at home, beat West Ham uh, 1-0 at home. The following game, they lost to Nottingham Forest. Um, and that's sort of the story of the season. You know, To only be able to string three wins together in a full season is not the Liverpool we know and love. Terrible season, as I say. It's it's the lack of consistency, Gareth, isn't it? Because it felt yeah. like that 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 seven nil win against Manchester United was a turning point in many ways. You, you thought, right, things are starting to click here, and in, in, uh, across the course of ninety minutes, but then you have the Bournemouth game. You lose th- the, the following three yeah. games, albeit two of those are against Madrid and City. But it's just the lack of consistency generally that is the most disappointing thing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And 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 there just seems to be a lot of things wrong. Um, you know, the mentality. The, the fitness levels, the, the, the lack of physicality, um, you know, just, just you know, you're just seeing hunched shoulders and heads going down so easy, so quickly. Um, you know, the slow starts, the second halves, which we saw at, at Manchester City again. You know, there seems to be a lot to put right. And, and you know, you think about who's going to leave in the summer as well. Um, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of flux at Liverpool, a lot of change at Liverpool, not just on the pitch as well. I mean, we, we, we obviously know that you know the behind the scenes there are there are people leaving Julian Ward um it was Michael Edwards replacement that's still up in the air so you know Oxlade Chamberlain Keita Milner Firmino will all be leaving there are other players that you could say Liverpool will be looking to sell based on you know how they perform this season there are other players on the periphery who you wonder what their futures are you know we saw Curtis Jones last night but that's only his third start in the Premier League this season uh, only eight appearances in the Premier League all told so you know what does the future hold for him he didn't exactly pull up trees last night to suggest you know he's staying around either perhaps so there's there's so much so much up in the air and you, you know you look at the league table Liverpool eight at the moment but Brentford playing tonight if they get a draw they go above Liverpool so Liverpool then down to ninth of course so you know seven points off four ten games to go 
if I'm really, you know, scrambling around for some kind of positive, it's that of those 10 games, six are at home and Liverpool have been much better at home than the other way. You know, you know, we all know by now that that's where Liverpool's real problems are. And, you know, Liverpool have been performing as they should really at Anfield. You know, they're the third best team at home in terms of Premier League results this season. But, you know, away from home, they're the 12th best team. And that shows you the real disparity, how they performed in Liverpool and on the road. Why do you think they're so inconsistent? I mean, like I said a second ago, really, there just seems to be a lot of reasons. One thing that, you know, I was thinking again watching Chelsea, watching the Chelsea game last night is they're just so easy to play through, so easy to get through. Now, is that is that the, the midfield, which is a lot of people are blaming? Is that the age of midfield, the midfield, the lack of legs in midfield, the lack of a consistent lineup in midfield? Probably. Um, but what sort of, you know, confused me a little bit, worried me a little bit is I, I kind of think if you're in a bit of a rut, which Liverpool have been many times this season and are currently in one again, you know, shouldn't you be doing something slightly different with the setup and the tactics to say, First and foremost, lads, let's be solid. Um, and Liverpool haven't been that. You know, the sort of the machine is broken down. If you like, the system hasn't looked right, hasn't worked. And so then, isn't it up to the coaching staff a little bit to say, let's settle for being solid first and foremost. Let's be hard to score against, hard to beat, and build from there. And yet, whatever lineup we see, particularly on the road. It just doesn't look like that. You know, I went to Manchester City at the weekend and I didn't expect anything other than what what we got, really. Um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised, obviously, to go 1-0 up. And, and I, just think, I just think sometimes with them as well, that, that you know, you can see the lack of confidence. I thought against City at times, we caused Man City problems. And you, the way we were causing them problems were feeding balls into the forwards, the forwards turn and running at Manchester City, showing some confidence, showing some belief. And when they did that, City looked, you know, looked a little bit worried. But they didn't do that enough. Too many times the balls were safe or they were coming back again or they putting themselves under pressure. So there's, you know, it, it's a huge collective mental problem, I think, now. And I, d- I don't know how you suddenly press a huge reset button in the summer other than you now bring in significant numbers of, of new players. And that's what most Liverpool fans are now calling for. That's what I'm calling for too. And I suggest that's probably what Jürgen Klopp is calling for behind the scenes. I mean, he said in a press conference the other day, didn't he, that you know, we will spend in the summer. What that spend is on and how many it's on, he wouldn't reveal. But, you know, I think most of us Liverpool fans are, are saying it needs a good few now. You know, two or three in midfield. Um, maybe you know some one or two in defence too now as well. So yeah, there's there's a lot of work to be done now at Liverpool, and I don't really think you know you can sort of say we can rely on this group again, and it's just a little sprinkle of 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 something in the transfer market. This is major surgery now. One of the things that's been clear is that Klopp has been obviously a lot of managers got sacked, and so he gets asked about it, and he answers the questions, mm. and he, he's very open about it. But he keeps saying that, like, if it wasn't for all the trophies, I would have been fired by now, or I wouldn't be around here if it wasn't for the success we've had. And, and look, it's a very straightforward, honest answer. It's just that I can't remember him talking before about not being at the club as like part of the mm-hmm. answer. It just, it, it's maybe I'm reading too much into it. 
but it's a subtle enough shift in the use of language, it seems. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I think as well, you know, we all do it, though we perhaps we shouldn't. But if you look at the body language of Klopp, if you look at just him, um, you know, he, he, he looks um, like this is getting to him. And I'm sure it is because, you know, he's a passionate man. He's passionate about his football. And that's one of the reasons we've loved him at Liverpool all this time. Um, you know, he's brought success to Liverpool. He's finally broke that duck of not winning um, the title. Um, and he will be forever loved at Liverpool, however the rest of, of his career here unfolds. But, you know, you can't help but worry. You know, if you're putting everything down on paper, you're having a good think about it. You're looking at the results across the course of the season. You're looking at the squad. You're wondering what might happen next season. You're looking at all the other clubs who are Liverpool's potential rivals. And they're now there are now more of them, obviously, because Newcastle are on the scene. Newcastle will spend again. You know, there's no guarantees even next season that Liverpool are right up back in the mix really because Liverpool can't control what the other clubs are going to do and again I don't I, you know Jürgen Klopp's an intelligent man I'm sure he knows all that um, and so what he's saying yeah it is a little bit depressing to hear really that he's saying well we've got to we've got to think about history we've got to think about the past otherwise maybe I'd be gone as well I think you've got to say that you know if, if we have another season like this one you know the support for him will dissipate both, both inside the club and in terms of fans and look we all want to say as fans that we are right behind the manager we love the manager I am right behind the manager and I do love the manager but ultimately you know Liverpool are a big club they expect to be up there they expect to be challenged and things and when they don't and when you know it looks like they fell off a little bit of a cliff which they have this season if, if, if the same if it repeated again next season of course the manager's job will come into question no matter who he is Gareth, I was interested to see how many changes Jurgen Klopp made to the team last night. Like six in all, I know the yeah. Van Dijk one was was enforced, but Jimmy Carragher did a very interesting piece of analysis the other night in, in which he pointed out Andy Robertson getting pulled out of position almost by Riyad Mahrez at the weekend. Um, was was dropping Trent Alexander Arnold and Robertson a statement? Do you think by Klopp, or is that is that reading too much into it? I think I think it, you know it could have been a little bit. Maybe it is a little rocker for the pair of them. Maybe it's as simple as they're just you know they're tired physically and mm-hmm. mentally, which I would say they definitely are. Um, I think a lot of people have been saying for a while that perhaps you know even just deep down in the psyche, not some kind of cocky thing, not some kind of problem, but you know perhaps there is a comfort zone for those two in that they know they're getting picked every week because they've been so brilliant for Liverpool. They've hit the levels for so long. They've been so central to Liverpool winning the trophies that I mentioned before. So, you know, maybe... Because when people say you can get comfortable because you know you're getting picked every week, I think people think of that as a really negative thing, right? You know, almost, oh, the attitude stinks and it's because he's a footballer and he's on loads of money. But just just like I'm, I'm saying more deeper in the psyche, something you're almost not aware of, like, well, I'll be in next week anyway. So maybe there is a little bit of that to say, well, no, there isn't just, well, maybe next week anyway, I'm dropping you now. You're not at your level. You know, it would enable them to have a little bit of a chat with the pair of them maybe and say, you know, well, if we need to look at your your performances, you know, how easy it was for Manchester City at the weekend and things like that. Because, you know, you, met, you mentioned Roberts on one side, obviously Trent the other didn't exactly cover himself with glory in that game either. And that's been a little bit of a pattern. So... Yeah, I, I think um, a statement, maybe not, but just maybe an opportunity more to be able to speak to the pair of them and, and an opportunity for them to rest ahead of the weekend because, you know, given the, the disparity in the records of home and away, like I said before, you know, bizarrely, I think you, 
you know, I fancy Liverpool at the weekend, and I heard, you, I heard Jamie Carragher say something similar. I think on on Monday night, and felt like you know Gary Neville was ridiculing him a little bit. <laughs> but um, Liverpool's record at home, as I said earlier, you know that that backs the idea that they could potentially do something, and, and you know, and that is where they beat Manchester United seven 0 That is where they beat Manchester City one 0 You know, they've been pretty good at home. There's only sort of Leeds United. Uh, which was a, a terrible game back in October, and obviously Real Madrid, who've who've, who've come on won there. So you know, I think Arsenal will fear it a little bit. Arsenal haven't had the greatest record at Anfield, and even though they're flying and going for the title, I think it'll be a tough game for them on Sunday. The players who got dropped last night, do they all come back straight into the team? Given the quality of performance from their replacements, wasn't at the level that it would need to be for everybody to be worried. Is it? Um... Or, or is the whole point of dropping them that they don't automatically get back in? I think maybe the point was was that some some of them show, some of them do something, some of them you know put a bit of a marker down. But I didn't think it was a great performance at all. Um, it was just it was a terrible watch. I thought you know so for all the neutrals, I'm sure they didn't particularly enjoy that game. It was just sort of two blunt objects smashing into each other really for for most of the ninety minutes. Um, and I, you know, I don't think there was anyone really there it, it, starting in the Liverpool side. You, you can say put in this superb performance and has now twisted the manager's arm off his back. It, you know, ready for Sunday. I think um, you know it's just back to square one, uh, picking the best side. Obviously, got he's got a little bit more time now to maybe do something with them and maybe then show a reaction as well on the training ground now because obviously it was such a quick turnaround from City at the weekend to this game last night against Chelsea, you know, there's almost nothing you can do there if you factor in travel and rest and stuff like that. So I think that was maybe one of the reasons for the changes as well. I, th- I think he's just looking for Liverpool to be fresh again, the, the first the first team that we expect to pretty much see um, and, and, and to go at Arsenal, to be more like the Liverpool of old, to, to pressure Arsenal um, and to make it difficult for them, and you know, it's a it's a, a late afternoon game. Uh, they tend to be good atmospheres at Anfield as well, which you know I will always bang the drum to say those things play a part. So yeah, I expect a different performance on Sunday from Liverpool to what we saw last night and what we saw last weekend. Are we entering a situation now where in the summer uh, there's nobody that could be sold, where the Liverpool fans will be like, oh, you can't do that. So if if Salah gets sold if Virgil gets sold maybe Alisson might be the only one who everybody would be like hang on a second what are you doing here but other than that mm. it, it feels like there's there's a window of opportunity here for everybody to be sold and Liverpool fans will be like well we just have to do something yeah I mean I, I think the, you know the opportunity to go a little bit left field with it is certainly there and, and yeah you make a valid point I mean I, I don't think people would be happy to see Salah go um, but, you know obviously the he still managed to score a significant number of goals this season, albeit that he's not quite hitting the levels we've seen him hit in the past, but that's probably more down to the collective than the individual. But, you know, the surgery is such that is needed, like I mentioned before, that, you know, if a huge offer came in for Salah and he's 30 years old, let's remember, then maybe there is an argument there to say, well, this is how we're going to get back to where we were. This is how we're going to hit those levels again. And obviously Liverpool did something similar with, Coutinho went and reinvested that money, and then that you know that led to a period that you know Liverpool fans will will, will look lovingly after a long time. So you know, yeah, I think there's 
I think there's no player really apart from the ones that have come in. Obviously, you know the likes of you know Nunes, Diaz, um, Gakpo, the likes of those players. Obviously, that that is the next Liverpool. I mean, people keep keep saying you know about a rebuild. A rebuild is already happening. You know, there are already players in that will be part of you know Liverpool Mark II under under Klopp, if you like. But even players, you know, you mentioned Salah. I mean, you look at Fabinho, you know, to suggest even, you know, a year or so ago that he could be someone that could leave. I think you'd be ridiculed for it. But now I think most Liverpool fans would say, well, based on his performances, based on how far the drop-off appears to have been with him this season, you wouldn't bank against him. Um you know, leaving in the summer as well. When you think about Liverpool challenging on, on four fronts last year, Gareth, compared to this, how much of that rests on the doorstep of FSG? Because there's all this talk now that they're going to really, really backclop this summer and invest heavily in the squad. Is it almost too little too late? Because clearly this season, so much was expected and so little was delivered. Like, how much rests on the owners? Yeah, plenty. Um, I think, you know, we, I mentioned before that, you know, Klopp's an intelligent man and, and, you know, the owners are intelligent people too. And, you know, the idea that you couldn't sort of see some of this coming. I mean, you know, Liverpool fans have been banging the drum for midfielders, you know, for a long, long time. There's been no investment in midfield for a significant amount of time now. Um, you know, it's a similar situation really to, you know, the COVID season where, you know, Liverpool are doing a bit of a supermarket sweep to try and get a defender in. You know, Liverpool were doing the same again, getting our tour in. Now I don't know how bad he is in training, but he's not he's not getting anywhere near the team. He's on the bench against last night. It's clear that he's not hit any kind of level. He's not proved to be any use. He's been injured as well. Um and you know, his injury record suggested that that could happen. So again, they've gone and got someone in that they probably didn't really want, that wasn't really on any lists. So why didn't they get someone in that was on a list? Um, you know, I think there's been plenty of hints from things Klopp said publicly that, you know, he's not happy about that. Um, I worry as well about, you know, a little bit of a brain drain in terms of Edwards leaving and then, you know, why is Ward looking to go so soon? He's been linked with a number of jobs and it could be as simple as that, but could it just be, you know, the bailing out while the going's good, if you like, because they can see what's coming in the post. Um, I, I don't understand the lack of investment in the team. I, I, I would think you should be looking to invest from a position of strength. Uh, what they've done now and the way it's been left is they made it more difficult for everyone involved. So, okay, invest in the summer. But as plenty of people are po- pointing out, if you know if you finish eighth or ninth in the league, the settle isn't quite as good as if you're in the Champions League, obviously. Now, it's still Liverpool Football Club and it's not going to collapse overnight and it still has the record, it has the history, it has the manager it's got, the fans... All of those, you know, appeal points, if you like. Um, you know, it's going to be a bigger stadium soon as well to make that atmosphere even better. But I'm sure there will be players and agents out there who'll just say, well, that's not right for you. And the other problem is maybe that, you know, if the players we've got there that we would like to keep, because you mentioned, you know, who wouldn't you sell? Is, is there a possibility that players start knocking at the door now of clock? And saying, oh, well, what is the plan? Yeah. 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 What is the plan? How do we get back up there now? Because the, the plan doesn't look that great now, does it? And, and, and so, unless, you know, we're all, we're all, we've got everything, you know, we're, we've all got everything crossed. We're all praying that there is something in the Bellingham links. But equally, it's easy to sell a story where you think, well, why would he come? Yeah. Given what the other offers are likely to be for him. We've got to leave so, it there. You know, 
yeah, we're all waiting to see for the summer, aren't we? Gareth, good stuff. Great to have you with us again. Thanks a million. Cheers. Cheers, lads. That's Thank Gareth you. Roberts, our Liverpool podcast. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.